If you are happy, you are doing what is self-fulfilling, things start happening in your favor. You feel excellent. You think excellent. Your ideas become better. You feel better. The people around you, you start attracting naturally the people that you vibe with better, that are on the same page as you. Your life becomes better. That is the purpose of this game. It's like you got blessed with this thing called life. It's your birthright to be happy. This is what you're supposed to do. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm gonna share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're gonna show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, so I'm really excited to be here today with Peepo Beats. Uh, Peepo, this is going to be a, a fun one. It'll be a little bit different from a lot of the interviews that we do where we're, we're interviewing traditional music mentors, but Peepo is actually a member of our uh, Gold Artist community, and he's someone who I think his story is going to be super inspiring for uh, any of you who are musicians who are looking to you know, reach the next level in your music career and specifically to really dial in on the importance of mindset and belief and becoming the kind of person who deserves to have success in the, the stage that happens before the big breakthrough. Um, so specifically, Pipo, he's a singer-songwriter from LA. He was a contestant on the NBC hit show Songland, where he actually had the opportunity to work with Ryan Tedder from One Republic and and to record a song Sway, which was ultimately chosen by Luis Fonzi, uh, the writer behind the hit song Despacito. And this yes. the song became the number one hit hit song, Sway, and just an amazing breakout you know, opportunity for him. And, and I think that what's going to be really inspiring on the call today is hearing, you know, about, you know, it's easy to see the tip of the iceberg and kind of see those big moments be like, oh, you know, they had a big break or they kind of had, there's like, you know, a lot of luck involved or something. But what you don't see is like that huge amount of belief and work that went into that moment. And so Pipo, thanks for taking the time to, to be here today. Dude, Michael, thank you so much, man. I'm so grateful to share this story. I mean, yes. People thinking of the concept. I remember the first time I heard the song um, No Flex Zone by Ray Shrimmerd on the radio. I had no clue who those guys were. That's something they had this one song, No Flex Zone. There's like these rapper guys. I was like, look at these guys with these one hit single, never heard of them in my life. I was like, they got so lucky. Guys had like a nine year backstory, like until that moment. So, I mean, do the same thing for me. That was like, the realistic truth is I think Sway for me was, I don't think, I know for a fact, Sway for me was the first like step on the ground where Peepo Beats makes a mark. Like this out of eight years of, of doing the same thing every single day, Sway paid the way, you know what I mean? Like that was the the first big, big thing that's, that's gone down for me. So I'm grateful for that. There, there's like a, I, I don't think you were intentionally trying to be poetic there, but that just came out and it sounded like sway paved the way. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> like, was. I do that. I do that. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, if I could write a song out of the things that I say, I'm just go ahead, snap one out. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Cool. So, uh, so I'd love to start off by just um, hearing a little bit more about your story. And, you know, I know that, like you just said, um, really it was about eight years in the making. And, and one thing that really stuck out to me on, on the episode and really through the conversations that we've had so far is how you had really like 
you had written down before you even had the opportunity, like for years, you know, you had this goal in your head that it was a written uh, goal mm -hmm. and that you, that you really feel like that was the thing that, that drove you in order to realize and actualize that moment. Um, so could, could you just share a little bit about your story and how you got to this point? Absolutely, man. Probably the craziest story you'll ever hear in your entire life because it almost has zero to do with the goal, which is the funniest thing of this whole situation because let's make X the goal, put anything in, in the front. The thing that I realized, and this is like I said, I feel like this game is rigged for me. I feel like life is rigged for me. I feel like I'm some type of simulation where everything is in my favor. I don't know why at 13 years old, I ran into the grandma of my best friend that told me you should write your goals down. I don't know why that happened. You get what I mean? Like this is part of like sometimes like destiny, weird thing that, that happened to me at a young age. But I realized that if X was the goal, it could be however big, however small you want it to be. It was about the person that I had to become in order to execute it. Mm -hmm. So the habits that I had to drop the habits that I had to take on at a young age made me do this. Now let's go back to like young, naive people. Let's go back to like young, like 13 year old people, you know, like no clue what he's doing. Just freaking, you know, getting kicked out of class, super happy kid. I was 13 years old. My friend's grandma was telling me about this concept of manifestation. Okay. Not to get all voodoo hoodoo on you guys, but this is kind of what happened. She goes, you can manifest anything you want. And I was like, what is this old lady saying? I have no clue. And my friend Devin is, uh, it's funny because I say this all the time. And I don't think my friend Devin even knows this. But his grandma gives me the whole rundown on this. And then I'm like, all right, that's so weird. So you're telling me that if I can feel the way I want things to be, they will become a reality. And she's like, absolutely. And she said, the beauty, the beauty behind it is if you don't believe me, try it. So I was 13 years old and uh, I go to my room and I'm, I'm meditating in my room, right? There's something like 13 years old. I'm like, all right, let's, let's try it. She said to meditate, calm my mind for 10 minutes. I couldn't sit still for two minutes, but I tried 10 and I was just sitting there and I was like, all right, I, I'm going to demand $20 like from the universe. But she said, the best way to do it is you have to act as if it is. So you have to say thank you for the $20 that I have in my hand within these three days. And uh, I did that. First day, nothing happened. Second day, nothing happened. We're going along the third day. And you have to be extremely specific too. I was like $20 tangibly in my hands for me to receive it, for me to own as a human being. Like I was like extremely detailed. Last day happens, uh, nothing goes down. I'm kind of disappointed. I'm laying in my bed. I was like, I knew that grandma was lying to me. I was like, dude, this is gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna call my buddy Devin. I'm gonna go back to her house, tell her off. Boom, boom, knock on my door. This is straight out of a movie, bro. This is 9 p.m. at night. You can even ask my mom about this story. She'll tell you the truth. 9 p.m., she knocks on the door. She walks in. She goes, Filippo, she goes, your auntie feels so bad because she was supposed to give you your birthday present. And I was like, my birthday was four months ago, woman. I was like, what are you even talking about? She's like, she's supposed to give you your birthday present four months ago. She feels really bad. So I just went over to her house for dinner and here you go. She hands me a $10 bill and then a $20 bill. So she gives me $30 in total. And I stand up from my bed and I start yelling and screaming, okay? 
that happened. Let's put that in a little shelf of my life experience. Now let's bring on the music. Let's think about this, Felipe. I was like, you just got into high school. Or you're about to be into high school because I was 14. I was about to get into high school. I was like, I've got to decide what I want to do with my life. Or else if I don't choose something that I love, I'm going to be stuck doing something that I hate. So I got like this, boom, realization. I was like, what can I do for the rest of my life that I'm good at and that I love? Not even that I'm good at. That was not what it was. It was, what do I love to do? And I seriously think about this. Like this, this came into my mind. Like I said, I have no clue where it came from, but it just did. And everybody knew me as like the, the white rapper, Eminem kid. I would rap. I would freestyle. Like, I would, like, beat, like, all the rappers, like, all the seniors, like, as, like, this little, like, white kid, like, ha, ha, like, spinning bars. I was, like, why don't I just rap? Like, I, I feel, like, great when I rap. Like, I feel like a rapper kid. I feel like I could do this. And then, boom, when I decided that I wanted to become a rapper, this unfolding of my life began to happen where I didn't have anything at all to back that up. But things started coming in, whether it's experiences, people, learning opportunities, blah, 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 blah. They just started rolling in like freaking, I don't know, like freaking waves from the ocean. Like, I didn't know how to rap. Sorry, I didn't know how to, I didn't have money to buy my beats. And after like months of realizing that, dude, like these, these things cost money. I was like, I got to get like a job. Like I got to do this. I started working. I became like the number one salesperson in the, in the freaking high school. It's like of chocolates to buy like a microphone. And, and then I was like, dude, you know what? I got to start making my own beats. I was like, I can't afford to be buying a beat. I was like, I can't become like the freaking person that goes to the grocery store. I got to become the farmer. You know what I mean? So I started to make my own beats, no school, no nothing, bro. Like I'm, I'm telling you that this, I had no clue to do a single thing. I just got the, the MIDI, started on GarageBand and my dad walks in, he's like, you make this? I was like, yeah, the, the, like, do you like this song? And he's like, this is all right. And I was like 14, I was like, okay, nice. So my dad said, pushing, this is good. I realized this kind of concept in my head where I was like, let's think humongous for a second. I was like, yes. We can think small in the way of like, what do you want to do? I was like, let's become a rapper. But I was like, if I'm going to do this, like, let's be crazy here. I was like, why shouldn't I strive to do and create the biggest records in the world? I was like, why not? I mean, I'm writing music anyways. I was like, why not try to write the best songs that I could possibly write? And I started to study the concept of songs. I was like, why is it that every single song that is the biggest hit in the world, 96% of the time has some sort of singing. I was like, I can't be a rapper. I have to start singing, Bing, made the switch. Why is it that every single big song, usually for the most part, has real instrumentation? I was like, let's record some real instrumentation because it's human. I didn't, I didn't realize any of the, the whys to these things, but I was just following the way that my desire was going at the time. And, I was in love with this, Michael. Like to tell you that I was in love with this concept is an understatement. You're talking to the kid. I hated school. I hated school. Oh my gosh. I would literally set an alarm for five in the morning so that I can get to play with my freaking setup, like my, my MIDI, my, my, my mic, all that stuff early in the morning before I got to go to school. So I would set an alarm, go like write music, 
then go to school, then come back and make more music. And my dad would get super pissed because I'd be like, when grades would be going down. But I was, dude, I was, it, it was, it was just like a kid, like obsessed with Xbox. Like it was the exact same concept. Like I used to have an Xbox too. And I was like 10 years old. It was the same obsession, except for something, except for something different. And I never stopped. And that's exactly where I'm still the same freaking 13 year old kid. I'm the same exact. I'm not even joking. I'm doing the exact same kid. And that's mm. what I've done, man. Mm. So good. So, so much good stuff to kind of unpack there. And so, I mean, it sounds like one core thing that that really drove you was, and this is something, you know, we talked earlier about the monthly course that we're both going through with Ryan Tedder right now and how he brings up this concept of, look, like, I don't care how much formal education you have around like music theory. Like, you know, that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is like, is actually how it makes you feel. And it sounds like a lot of your journey was not even understanding necessarily why you're doing some of the things that you're doing, but really things aligning and things coming into place because you had that higher vision and you had the, the willingness to stretch your vision and actually be like, well, if I'm doing this anyways, why not? Why not just you know write a number one hit song with Louis Fonzi, for example? I love having discussions like this. I think it's just like fascinating um, I love talking it. about law of attraction or kind of like the manifestation side of things. You know, I I feel there's something so powerful there. There's something like 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 it's not a secret that it's like if you want to achieve something like you need to believe in it yourself in order to take the actions in order to do it in order to to align you know people around you to believe in the same vision and and also it does seem like there's some sort of universal energy that like things align into place like it just clicks michael for you to say you love talking about this bro it's like this is what i live by and the crazy thing that has to do with this whole thing is this is the way things are supposed to be have you ever heard Drake say, you see, the power of the mind is not a joke. You see, I said that I would do it and I did. The crazy thing is I was always like, I really want to do this my way. And as far as the law of attraction goes in these things, it's nothing. It's There, it, there is no secret. It's just like, this is the way that life is supposed to be. But we're so far removed as humans, bro. It's insane. Like we're killing ourselves. That's the best way to describe it. We are killing ourselves as human beings, our habits, the way we are living, the way we are eating, the way we are thinking. We're, we're setting, we're, our mind is set up as if this is the way that things are supposed to be. Absolutely not. You think you're supposed to be stressed out? Like the concept of being stressed, the feeling of being stressed. Back in the day, like, uh, like if we we're like, uh, what do you call them, cavemen? You only get stressed if there's a freaking bear in front of you. Right now, we're getting stressed if there's a car cutting us off in traffic. Like, that is not life detrimental at all. But we have let it reach the same stress level as a bear. That's going to kill us. Stress causes sickness to the body. So, bringing it back to the main point of this whole thing. We are, everything works in, in divine order, which means that it just does. It just happens. And it doesn't just happen by accident. There's no such thing as a coincidence. The word coincidence is something we came up with to to describe the undescribable. And luck, as you know, is when your preparation meets the opportunity. There's no such thing as luck. 
Like that, there, there's no such thing as that. Sway is my luck. That's how it went. Eight years of preparation met the opportunity. And I think the biggest thing that people need to realize is the crazy thing that I wish people were to understand is never think about the how. And that this is something I had no clue about. But the how is what, once again, getting that lightning strike down, you're like, I know what the what is. I know what I want to do. Like, I want to become a freaking firefighter. Like, this is going to be phenomenal. And, uh, like, I'm, I'm going to blah, 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 blah. It's like, great. Now, how is it that I'm going to do it? And then on top of that, Steven in class is saying, bro, you have no freaking muscles. Are you supposed to start a fire? And you're like, oh, shut up, Steven. And then all of a sudden, Sally's like, yeah, bro, like, you're freaking short. Like, you would never blah, blah. And then boom. Slowly but surely, we compress it and we, we let it go down and we let it sink. Because these cats around us, and even worse, not even them around us, even worse is you telling yourself, suppresses it down. And originally what was once supposed to be this flower of divine destiny, this is supposed to be your, your, what you wanted. Whatever you want is supposed to be the way that it is. But we shut it down. So never worry about the how, because you think I could describe, there's gonna be a show called Songland that's gonna come up randomly. They're gonna favor people just like you. And you remember that guy, Louis Swansea, you've been trying to chase down for three years. You bumped into the director, or uh, you bumped into his musical director in Miami two years ago. You tried to give him the song sway. You bumped into the producer of Despacito at a Juanes concert three and a half years ago. You tried to give him the song sway. It didn't happen. Great. Well, all those guys are going to be right there. You're going to be able to give it to him a silver platter, that exact song, literally present it for him. Hmm. And think about how easy it could have been for me to question why it's not. It's the most beautiful story because I never question the timing. That's something that I've realized myself at all. It's something that I've realized for myself right now is that think about I could have given up after that first try. I was, I was going to give this guy the producer of the song, Despacito, my song, Sweat, three years ago to give to Luis Fonsi. The guy was like, ah, listen, blah, blah. I literally created a letter. I drove to this guy's studio. Thinking it was a studio, it wasn't a studio. I was like bummed. I was like, bro, I thought this was my chance. I met the guy. I was like, the next year happens. I'm still writing music. I'm still doing my game. Boom, another opportunity happens. Oh, what's the name that I hear? Luis Fonsi, who's the guy? Blah, 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 musical director. It's like, this guy knows Luis. Finally, here we go. Meet with the guy in Miami. And this time I told myself, maybe I shouldn't. Because the relationship to me meant more than what I could get out of it. Because I met this person that I had a, a phenomenal connection with. And it did not sit right with me to be like, great, do me this favor right now. AKA, what does that teach you as a human? Don't ever force anything, bro. Force is different than like a, a small little like, push like the 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 doing part if it's no then it's next that's that's something that i heard the other day if it's no right now then it's next so i didn't want to force this because if i would have forced it everything probably would have went down the drain and from the second time around i realized i feel like there will be a third boom i'm in spain 2020 there's going to be a show. It's going to be Songland, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, of course. <laughs> the second that there's a video, there's probably, a, there is a video, but I don't have possession of it. But 
there's a video when we're all in the room at the hotel where they call me up for the show called Sangha. There's going to be an artist. I was like, bro, I'm submitting country songs right now. I was like, I'm submitting country songs. I've got, you know, pop records. I was like, dude, I've got the whole plate scattered out. I was like, who am I going to get? Florida George Line. I was like, who am I going to get? Um, you know, who are the other Julia Michaels. I was like, I'm going to get Julia Michaels. I was like, that's crazy. That's crazy. No clue who the people were. Keep that in mind. No clue who was going to be on the show. Get there. We're in, front, we're in front of the whole staff. Everybody's there. I'm pretty, like I said, there's like a, bit, like a little video camera. I'm sure for like legal reasons for whoever said whatever they said. And uh, they go, all right, so congratulations, because this was just for our episode in front of the staff. So the four people are sitting there. They're like, congratulations, your music artist is going to be Luis Fonsi. If you look at the video footage, you will see a kid stand up from his chair, do like five laps around a, a room in a professional setting. This is a professional <laughs> setting, though. Everybody is like, oh, everybody's serious. Like, mm, absolutely. This is going to be the way that it is. I was like, of course it is. And then from then on, it, it was history. I never doubt. I never doubt myself ever because you're shooting yourself in the foot. That's not the way it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Hello, what's up, guys? So quick intermission from the podcast so I can tell you about an awesome free gift that I have for you. I wanted to share something that's not normally available to the public. They normally reserve for our $5,000 clients that we work with personally. This is a presentation called Six Steps to Explode Your Fan Base and Make a Profit with Your Music Online. And specifically, we're gonna walk through how to build a paid traffic and automated funnel that's gonna allow you to grow your fan base online and the system's designed to get you to your first $5,000 a month with your music. We've invested over $130,000 in the past year to test out different traffic sources and different offers and really see what's working best right now for musicians. And so I think it's gonna be hugely valuable for you. And so if that's something you're interested in, in the description, there should be a little link that you can click on to go get that. And uh, the other thing I want to mention is, you know, if you want to do us a, a huge favor, one thing that really makes a big difference early on when you're creating a new podcast is if people click subscribe, then it basically lets the algorithm know that this is something that's new and noteworthy and that uh, people actually want to hear. And so that'll help us reach a lot more people. So if you're getting value from this and you get value from the free trainings, then if you want to do us a favor, I'd really appreciate you clicking the subscribe button. All right, let's get back to the podcast. So good. So so it sounds like what you're saying is that, you know, really the natural, the natural way that it should be for most people is that we have desires and there's sort of, there's like a flow and you could call it God or the universe or whatever, but there's like an alignment and there's an energy that naturally goes out and it goes in, in the direction of our desires or our goals. And for the most part, what gets in the way is internal blocks. So there's, yeah, I think there is something really powerful about the practice of one, like, you know, writing down your goals or thinking about the things that you truly want and then like sitting with them and noticing what happens inside when you think about that. And is there something like that kind of comes up that's like, oh, you shouldn't, you don't deserve that. Or there's blocks or there's just like a feeling of anxiety or there's something that's kind of holding it back. And from, from what you're saying, it sounds like in a lot of cases that might come from within, it might come from your surroundings of people that well, are, you know, don't necessarily believe in you. So it was, it's a really important thing to cultivate the sense of trust in your intuition, in your sense, and in your belief in yourself, being able to accomplish your goals. Yes. Um, 
one thing I wanted to share that that came to mind because I, I also I love that story of um uh of the twenty dollar the twenty dollar uh, your first best story kinda, in the world <laughs> your first Ask foray mom, into bro, uh, manifestation um you know I, I think and real quick real quick real quick Michael yeah. two seconds yeah this is the crazy thing about it it's either what you want or something better and that's where people get it twisted. So think about that. If there was not a better way to describe the rules behind this whole game was that first encounter. It was either what you want or something better. I didn't get 20 bucks. I got 30. Think about that. That's nuts. Anyways, continue. Yeah, it's it's so good. And you know, and I think that you know, I think for anyone who is listening to this and might be like a little bit skeptical, yeah, I can, I can understand it. I think that there is sort of like a balance because I've seen people who are like, who are on the extreme, extreme end who it's like, they think, oh, I don't even have to do any work at all. Like, I'm just going to like manifest right. everything and just kind of sit down and just like everything's going to come to me. But I think more what you're pointing towards is that, you know, the first thing that you need to do to get right, that's more fundamental than anything else is that that work with the vision and with the belief yes. and that all of the how-to stuff is important but it's not as important as that fundamental stuff because all that stuff clicks into place you can't it's hard i mean it's it's practically impossible even kanye west says this you make plans and god laughs yep i yeah, i, I, I heard quote. him say that the other day i don't know if it was kanye west uh, who, who created that quote but i heard him quote that the other day and that reminds me of the how, that my how is what I planned. I mean, dude, I, I hardly create hows anymore, but I sure as hell create the biggest what's you've ever seen. Bro, my what's are huge. I'm like, my what's are humongous. But ever since the Songland situation, which like I said, I've just taken this theory on recently, I've embodied the mental concept of what has gone down over the past years. That's the best way to describe it. It's, it's something that I just realized. And it's this, like I said, people have it completely twisted. And the other craziest story that I realized, which is the last one I'll share on this, that I know for a fact, like it's just one of those things. I remember they did a test, I think it was on the NBA, where the best way to describe it is it's just the word believe. If you believe, and I hate how cheesy that word has become now because it's almost like if I were to like die right now and I'd be like, you just got to believe. And I fade out. You're like, what is he talking about? It's like, it's literal. It's literal. It's like the word believe. There's an NBA team. I forgot what it was. Maybe it wasn't the NBA. We split the team in half. They had half the team practice the real thing. And the other team just practiced in their head. Now, the other team that was practicing the real game in physical form, they were hustling, they were sweating, they were doing the whole thing. They were trying to shoot. They would make, you know, 75%. They did all right that day. They did all right those days for practice. But then you have the team that practiced only in their brain, but not practicing in their brain. You had a guided uh, psychologist just saying, all right, bro, you just scored. Right, how does the team feel? Yes. All right, now you just got the – the, the winning shot, you got that three-pointer. Let's go. Everybody's freaking hyped. Like, well, look at your freaking mom in the stands, bro. She hyped it well. You're like, yeah, she's hyped. Your eyes are closed. You're like doing the whole game. They did that test like 10 times. The team to the left won every single time without even practicing. How nuts is that? They didn't even practice. It was like five months. They didn't play at all. They didn't play, they didn't shoot a single hoop. 
but their mind believed that it was so it became mm. it's not mental rehearsal yeah so so good i, I feel like awesome. i've heard the same thing about michael michael phelps too is like a big part of his his coaching practice was about mental rehearsal in addition to, mm-hmm. to his, his practice but um one, one thing that one story that i want to share that i think is really relevant to what you're what you're sharing as well and, and you know I, I feel like i've seen this reflected across most of my mentors or most of the people I see as like the most successful people in the world is that they, they really understand fundamentally the value of a vision and belief in it and the willingness to adapt and to learn. But one example, you know, when, uh, when I started modern musician, I was, and we've talked a little bit about this, this book, thinking grow rich, but really like this, right. this book is like grandfather of a lot of the ideas that we're talking about right now. And there's something, I, I, I mean, I highly recommend for anyone who hasn't read this book yet to like, to check out this book, Think and Grow Rich. And there's Dude, like- Dude, I'm a, getting it right now. It's it's so good. There's, the there's just like a energetic, an energetic shift that happens like when you read it, like it just, um, there's just like a, it's, it's really powerful. And yeah, I remember reading this book when I was just starting this business, I was just starting my family and I was on the back end of touring full time and I wanted to figure out how I could provide for them without traveling. And, um, it's about $36,000 in debt and like, and really needed to figure out how am I going to provide for my family? And I remember attending, uh, I like reading this book and then there's this opportunity to attend this business coaching event called product launch formula. And so I happened to like fall in with a couple of people who were going to this event. So I went to the events and I remember like literally going to the bathroom and like pulling open my phone and like reading the difference, I forget what he calls it like in the books, but there's essentially like a form of, of affirmation. And <laughs> I remember reading, reading this. What, were you, all about, what were you reading? <laughs> it was oh my gosh it was so good it's like there's like five principles that he basically talked about which which is all about one about what we're talking about right now but like one like believing um and like having faith and like having a clear vision about what you want to achieve and it being definite and about just like ethically about like realizing that in order to do that you need to to be create the most service as possible for 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 other people and it says and, that you see this is why i want to read it that's great i love that, that that that's that that's a that's a big part of the one of the five principles and and so as my goal for that was like a hundred thousand dollars i was like my definite my definite goal is to bring in a hundred thousand dollars by the end of this year and i like i read that every single day and i like really like visualized it and i put myself into it and you know at that event there's an opportunity to join this twelve thousand dollar coaching program I didn't have $12,000 to invest in a coaching program, but I like, I knew that that was the right decision. And so I basically was resourceful and I figured out a way to make it like there's a monthly payment plan. I, I did it. I didn't know how I was going to afford to, to do this, but I worked my ass off. And you know what? A year later, I didn't make $100,000. <laughs> a year later. You're right. Cause you made freaking la- triple. <laughs> Well, no, no, that's the thing now. And, and here's, it's, it's, it's a good, like, so has a happy ending, but a year later, um, probably about the first nine months, man, I worked so hard and I did several different launches for the business and it didn't really click. And I was about to be a dad now, and now I was in more debt and I was like struggling. And I, I remember, going to one of the events and, and, you know, talking with like sitting at a table with all the people who were like really successful and feeling like a fraud and feeling like, who am I to like sit at this table and having a conversation with someone like on in the table. 
and then I, I had a, uh, an opportunity to have, to have like a coaching call with one of the coaches on, on the team and things started to kind of turn around, started getting some traction around nine months into it. And about a year later, you know, I think I had made maybe $15,000 or so. And so, you know, every single day I had been doing that visualization practice and a year later, you know, I, I didn't hit the hundred thousand dollar goal. So at that moment, it would have been really easy to be like, "Oh, this stuff just doesn't just doesn't work." You know, like I, I had this goal, I didn't hit this goal. Hundred percent. But you know what? Like I I didn't I didn't stop. I didn't I didn't give up, and I kept you know I kept working hard, and that was really like a turning point about a year in where things really started to grow. And this last year, we shot our first million dollar. Uh, revenue as a business for for this year. It's it, so you know, looking back, you know, I, it, it's it's easy to, in hindsight, to kind of put things together and be like, yeah, like you know, I could see that if it wasn't for that vision and that work and that energy and doing that, there's no way I would have taken that leap of faith and joined that coaching program yes. and put in all that work and effort and energy getting into it, and. You know, and I think that what reminded me of that was when you, you were sharing that sometimes like you, know, you have to be willing to allow things to fall into place at the proper time, mm-hmm. not to force it as much as just Never. being aligned, aligned with it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's easy in retrospect to see that that was, um, I was on the, I was on the path. It was like, you know, planting a seed and kind of like the seed is starting to germinate. Yes, bro. Uh, but, um, you know, sometimes it takes some time for the fruit to really start to develop, but you still got to yes. keep nurturing. You still Bro, keep nurturing. that's what I was going to tell you. That's what I was going to tell you. I think that's a perfect example of this kind of like visual outlay that you can visualize in your head is this picture, flat soil. And, and the concept that you have, let's make $100,000, that gets planted and it grows underneath the soil and it's growing, it's growing, it's growing. Mm. But when it doesn't go your way, your way like michael walker's way like the way that it's supposed to 100 percent be it's supposed to be a hundred thousand dollars like like this like this level of control that you're trying to do what happens when you don't reach the hundred thousand dollars let's say in that in that year what do we talk about as far as sally or stacy or you start doing oh maybe i can't or maybe this, this is i'm not saying this is what happened to you but i'm telling you what happens to most people what's very easy to do is oh this must not be real. The thing starts going back down into the seed. The, 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 let's call it the plant underneath the soil goes underneath the, the seed before mm-hmm. it gets to the way it's supposed to be. But remember, Sway was three years written in a row. First year was 2017. I want my son to go number one. I want to lose with Luis Fonsi. Didn't happen. Second year, I want my son to go number one. I want to work with Lee Fonsi. Didn't happen. Third year, it happened. So I realized another thing is it's not on your time. Because it's if it's in your favor, which it always is, the timing will be in your favor too. Because maybe God was like, dude, I'm going to give you some kids right now. You need to spend time there or you need to do this. He wasn't going to send you on tour. He wasn't going to do this. Everything is orchestrated perfectly. So you can't question the timing because maybe it's not, maybe it's always supposed and manipulated in your favor for things to work out in the best way possible Mm. as you described. So that's so good. Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, 
not stopping nurturing the tree, especially if like you're the tree, so you see that it's like it's blossoming and it's starting to grow. And you know, who cares if there's other people who are come by or like, oh, like you know, your tree is small. Like, you know, it's like, well, yeah, you just just wait. Like, you know, and it, and I think one thing I, I want to dig into a little bit is consciously choosing who you're surrounding yourself with with right. people that are going to inspire you to grow and to reach the next level and intentionally cutting ties with with people that you know you, using this analogy it's kind of like when you are just starting out especially when you're just starting out and the tree hasn't grown into a giant oak tree yet you know it's in this delicate kind of fragile fragile place and like you know you almost have to set some some boundaries around that tree yes. and be careful with like who you let into that space because it's so it's so easy for someone to come in and just stomp on the tree like when it still hasn't fully developed yes. yet so what's your experience with in terms of that like have you ever had to like cut ties and kind of into to, always um... absolutely but the the thing that people kind of have twisted with it is that they think that it's cool this is something that that i don't want to promote people think it's cool to not have friends like there's this concept around this like egotistical, like, no, nah, like cut friends off. Like it's, it's sweet. Like if you want to be a successful, you got to cut them off, you know, like you see me at mm. the top, bro. No, mm. wrong. That is mm. not the way this is supposed to be. But what happens naturally is if your desire outgrows your current mindset, your mindset elevates, your energy elevates, your frequency elevates. As you grow as a human, your environment will naturally change, not because you choose to cut it off, but what, what slowly will start happening is you will disengage in frequencies that you are no longer in. And that's something that I've, that's my own personal diagnosis on myself. You will disengage with frequencies that don't align with your vision. So maybe going out to the bar doesn't align right now with my current frequency because that's the way that i want to wake up tomorrow in the morning i, I want to be on my a game for this blah, blah blah but it's different you get what i mean and so it's not so much of a forceful cutoff more is it a more is it of a natural dissolving of wanting to be around that type so it's effortless mm, that's so good for me you know you know what uh, what that reminds me of? I, I use this analogy sometimes, and this is my chance to bust out my uh, my keyboard for a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, that it sounds like what you're saying is that that is, you don't even necessarily have to f to force it. You don't necessarily have to like you know intentionally cut ties with people. It's just naturally going to happen as you elevate yourself. And so it's kind of like you know maybe um, some people are resonating at a certain frequency, like a, a C chord, and maybe other people are resonating at like an F sharp chord and they both sound good on, on their own. There's nothing wrong with, with either, but if you kind of put them together, it's like, <laughs> you know, it just, <laughs> that's some Buddhist shit right there. That is some Buddhist shit that you just said. That just gave me the chills, bro. That is mm. exactly it. That mm. is so true. That's exactly what I'm saying. You just nailed mm. it. Makes me want to cry. That was the most nailed analogy I've ever heard. Exactly. That. <laughs> I so think great. I think that's my favorite time. I've, I use that a few times, like in conversations. But I think oh. this is my favorite uh, response to <laughs> to you that. Just ever. Knocked it out of the park, bro. I, I don't think you could have said anything more on the dot. That's mm. exactly it. And, and you know what's what's interesting too is is that I think that analogy 
works really well. Also kind of thinking about like the way that you just described it was so on point with like the fact that when you put those together, like naturally, like it's not going to stick. Like it's going to, it's, it's going to resolve the same way that when you're playing those chords, like if you hear that, it just creates this, this dissonance. It creates a sense of just like, of, of wanting it to, to move. And so naturally, you know, a lot of songs, they literally, like they, they use this dissonance to create movement in the songs where it's like, if all you did was just play this, then, yeah, you're right. then it, it they creates this, this sense of like, of pulling you towards resolution. But then if you go, that it kind of, it creates that release, right? And kind of like, yes. That um, first chord is like, let, let's get out of this chord, chord. It sounds like we should not be here right now. We got to go to somewhere else. Right, right, exactly. And yeah. it seems like that, that in our relationships that you're, you're right, that like if we, if we grow as a person and we're just at a different stage, then some of those things start to clash you know, in different lifestyles, yes. different behaviors. They but start naturally. To not... Yeah, awesome. All right, so man, some really some really good stuff here. This is a an interesting conversation because we really got to get more spiritual and kind of to dig into. I mean, I, I think right. you're right in saying that like a lot of the stuff we talked about today is so fundamental and doesn't necessarily always get the light of day because it's not as people want to hear the all right, like what chords did you use to make that banger? Or like people want to hear like the stuff that that fundamentally is so detailed, so oriented around what will not get you the success at the end of the day. Because the main thing to kind of over, over uh, wrap this whole thing is this entire game is the game of self-fulfillment. That's mm. it. That's the mm. only reason why you're here. Self-fulfillment. If you do not self-fulfill yourself, you will lose, you will be unhappy, and you will lose the game of life. If you are happy, you are doing what is self-fulfilling, things start happening in your favor. You feel excellent. You think excellent. Your ideas become better. You feel better. The people around you, you start attracting naturally the people that you vibe with better that are on the same page as you. Your life becomes better because you are vibrating higher. So it's like, that is the purpose of this game. It's like you got blessed with this thing called life. It's your birthright to be happy. This is what you're supposed to do. Don't shoot yourself in the foot and go ruin it like 99% of the human population. But that's, that's the way I think you got to play it for yourself and, and you, and you got to learn this for you. That's mm. the best way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I 100% agree that, that it's, it's, it seems like the, the self actualization, the self fulfilling um, nature of, of light, like it, it's, it's a really powerful, it, I think on the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like that's self-acquisition is really kind of the, the core thing that, that drives everything. And you're bringing things back to, to that analogy again with like the, the tree and the blossoming and, and the growing. Yes. That it's, it's almost like people, of course, like it's natural for them to want to, to focus on the fruit, on the apple that fell from the tree and be like, mm -hmm. okay, the apple, like the apple, but it's like, sometimes it's easy to ignore the roots, the roots of the tree and what actually kind of, rather than looking at the symptoms of success, really looking at the roots, the roots of success. So, yes. so people really, really appreciate you taking the time to come on here and to, to share and to talk about Absolutely. Um, the roots, the roots of success. So, um, 
Uh, give me a quick, uh, give me a quick rundown for anyone who's listening to this right now. Where could people, if they wanted to connect with you or they wanted to, to kind of keep up to date with you or learn more about what you're doing right now? Absolutely. You can find me anywhere, Google, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, everything at Peepo Beats, which is spelled P-I-P-O-B-E-A-T-S. And if you guys want to go to my website, it's peepobeats.com. So everything that I'm doing is, is all up on my social channels and my website. And uh, that's what I've got going. Heck yeah. And I would highly encourage everyone too, if you're listening right now um, and you haven't checked out the show Songland yet, it's an awesome right. show, really inspiring. Specifically it, the episode where you guys could see that paper that I wrote as well. Like that's specific. I think you got to freaking on NBC.com to, uh, to check that one out. But I, I did it the other day for the first time since the episode came out. And it, it's pretty shocking, man. It's like you... Some people really neglect that part. And then when they see these interviews and they hear the story, they go back and rewatch it. They're like, here's the paper. Like you did write it. And I was like, yeah. Hey, yeah. That's, that's good stuff. And what, what was the, um, what was the episode that, that you were featured on? Episode two, Luis Fonsi. Episode number two. Awesome. All right. Well, people, people, uh, congratulations on your success. Uh, clearly you, you too, know, you've, Michael. You've, you've earned it. So you've worked really hard and it's, and, and appreciate you coming on here to, to share this, to, to inspire other people to, to be able to grow. Dude. Too. Dude. Thank you for inspiring people as well, bro. Thank the same exact reflection that you just said to me. Thank you, bro. You're doing the exact same thing as me. Just on a different, on a different page, bro. So I appreciate it. And, uh, dude, thank you so much for me to come on here and freaking talk. Bro. It's a blast. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then that'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.